You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Welcome to episode 30 of Sick Biz Buzz, the sickest podcast empowering chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs and the only podcast of its kind in the universe. Don't believe me? Try and find one. We dare you. We have a new sponsor this week, and I am thrilled to share with you that BetterHelp, the organization offering counseling anytime, anywhere, is in mad support of SickBiz. Truly, I cannot contain my enthusiasm. Thank you, BetterHelp. Our guest today, Brittany Berger of Brittany Berger, is a content unicorn offering new marketing tips every week. Brittany is in the same boat as so many of us who have been forced into entrepreneurship due to chronic illness or disability. I can't wait to dig into her journey and share her brilliance with you. Please welcome Brittany Berger. Brittany Berger, you're in the digital studio today. How are you? Good. I thank you so much for having me here. How are you? Oh my gosh, I'm awesome. I'm so glad that we've made this work out because the more that I dig into you and what you're doing, then I'm like, oh, well, she's not really a doppelganger, (laughs) (laughs) but she's very much, we're like each other. We have a lot in common. We are. I'm so excited to talk about it. (laughs) I know. And you call yourself the uh, copy unicorn. Content unicorn, yeah. Oh, content, right. The content (laughs) unicorn, right, which I think is really cool. And now, are you branding yourself as a content unicorn? I'm not sure if if it's going to be an official part of my brand, but it was actually not even something I came up with. It was um, a nickname that uh, an old coworker called me once, and I loved it, and I just started repeating it. (laughs) That's awesome. So let's get to know you. We're going to jump into the elevator speech of how you got to be where you are today, what your journey has been like. Um, Our audience knows, well, I think they should know, and and you've shared with me, that you are chronically ill. You're running your own business. Now, are you also working outside the home at the same time? Not anymore. Um, I kind of started my whole business as a way to deal with the health stuff, um, kind of turning a hobby into a business um, as a way to uh, be able to not do that when things were tough last year. Yeah. And I understand that we have to keep things somewhat in our own control. So tell us about your journey when you were working for somebody else who called you a content unicorn and then how you got to today. Sure. So I uh, started right after I graduated college, uh, content marketing for tech startups. Um, I didn't know it was content marketing then. We didn't call it that. It was 2011, 2012. Um, So it was just kind of a PR internship where I was creating lots of different content. Um, But yeah, so that's when I started my career. And I started my career as an adult in tech startups, which is obviously has a reputation for its stress. It's high pressure, it's rates of burnout, um, and stuff like that. And, you know, all of the hustle stuff, um, so much of it comes from the tech industry and online entrepreneurs. Um, and I bought into that 100%. I was all about that stuff. I loved it. I loved the word hustle. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
And I loved it. And for about five years, um, I was doing that, um, working inside software companies. I worked for two different companies, one in Delaware, one in New York. Um, But shortly after I started at um, my second job, I just started having a lot of mysterious health issues or things that, you know, had been like small problems in the past suddenly became taking over my life um, and stuff like that. Um, And I'm still not, you know, I don't think it was caused by the stress and everything of um of startup life but that sure exacerbated it and it started to feel like the uh the more in that culture that I was the harder it was to get better um and so I had a blog and some occasional freelancing on the side um back when I was healthier just for fun um and so when I kind of realized that that could be my way out to be able to build a career on my own terms, um, a schedule of my own, and kind of um, a way to work in the tech industry without working in the culture of the tech industry. Um, with all that stuff that I felt was really damaging for me, um, I decided to give that a try. And so it was actually about a year ago that I started um, taking all of my different side projects and side hustles and stuff like that and trying to organize it into a business to take full time. Wow. And you were doing all this as you're sick. Yeah. yeah. Um, that did not help. Um, I definitely, <laughs> going back, would have done stuff differently. Like um, when I first got sick, my way of helping with medical bills uh, was freelancing, which I now realize now that I've been able to compare like freelancing to selling digital products and just, you know, other types of online businesses. That was definitely one of the hardest things, you know, dollars for time and stuff like that. You know, I saw a big difference in how my side hustle could kind of build and grow alongside a full-time job and a chronic illness once I started um, like doing courses and releasing stuff like that, um, where it could sell even when I was sick and not working. And that was when I really started being able to see how this business could put me back in control of my health. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about um, first of all, I just want to state that I'm totally there with you on the pricing thing. I swear to God, that took me like a year and a half <laughs> to figure that out. I was like, I'm way too expensive or I'm rock bottom all the time. There's no middle ground. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like, okay, I finally get, I know what I'm doing. A lot of that is predicated on your ideal customer, I think. But let's talk about your mindset. Oh, you were... Yeah, it feels like, I mean, have you always been a positive person? Because I'm kind of getting that vibe from you that you're pretty positive. It's weird. I I am positive, but I feel like I force myself that way. I struggle so much with anxiety and depression. And it's just like, I need to surround myself with happy. I need to make myself bouncy. I need to make myself have a dance party, like, just to like get through. Um, So it is funny because like, yeah, I do. I'm happy a lot. Um, It's not easy to get that way, though. It's something I try really hard to to maintain. Yeah, I agree. It's um, when you have a chronic illness, whether it's a mental health illness or it's a more of a physical manifestation, it really just has to be added to your to do list. You know, Um, like when I first when I first decided to leave my full time job, I said, I'm keeping my business as a side hustle and my health is becoming my full time job. And I have wavered in that. I actually just posted on Instagram earlier about like how much I have struggled with that the past few months. Um, But that is what I need to keep in mind and stay committed to. 
You know, it's hard though because it 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 appears like it presents like this to quote our doctors. The presentation is this um, that <laughs> we we first are forced into the situation. Okay, so you don't have your other job anymore because this is exactly what happened to me. You don't have your other job anymore. You you are feeling the lowest and the crappiest that you've ever felt in your entire life. Now invent a business. I know. <laughs> and it's like, are you kidding me? You ha- you almost have to be like at the top of your game to do that. But it's amazing because then astonishingly, your business takes off. And if my job called me today, my old job and said, hey, we want you to come back. And I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm not taking that pay cut. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for me, it's not even about the pay. Like, even if they paid me more, I just I cannot be in that world uh, that I used to be in and be healthy. So much respect for everyone who can, but like, I've just learned that that's not me. I don't know how to do that um, and still take care of myself. Not yet, at least. Agreed. And I could not go back even if I wanted to, because I don't think they allow like a couple naps a day. You know, I don't think <laughs> my and that's another really weird thing is that my last company, they were so great and so understanding. Um, so they let me, you know, work remotely uh, instead of working in the office so that I mean, like, hypothetically, I, I could take a nap on my lunch break. I don't know if I ever did, but um, I took a lot of time off. We had unlimited time off. Uh, they were so great, but it was just kind of they would say like my coworkers would say, you know, rest, take all the time you need. Um, but then just like the overall culture of everything kind of negated that. And it was kind of like a words over action thing that made things really difficult for me. Yeah. Not to mention you were probably dealing with some guilt and yeah, trying to it was like in the same, you know, in the same kind of, I would like log into Slack and I'd see their message about you know, rest, take all the time you need. And then I'd see another message about like all the stuff that needs to get done. Um, yeah. And so it's just so hard to manage your mindset like that. And so eventually I was just like, you know what? I am not going to do it. I'm going to take the time for me. And um, I found that I can still work with the type of companies that I wanted to work for. uh, But, you know, I have more control over things. Uh, There's, you know, more separation and kind of distance from all that. Um, You have to to become an expert in compartmentalization when you have, you know, like (laughs) this is over here. And this is how we manage it. And I'm not going to touch it. And it operates in this way, but it doesn't overlap with this part. And, oh, I need to address this. Okay, great. And I and it incorporates, like, your calendar needs to include not only business slots of time, but time for resting. Exactly. You know? Like, I've learned, um, I don't normally do a lot of time blocking where I like put out my tasks on my calendar and assign specific times to them. But like when I do, I have learned to always set really big breaks between everything because I can't, I've learned that I, even if I could before, I no longer can just like barrel from one thing to the next. And I need lots of break time throughout my day. And while I may have like four or five hours of work, um, not to try to do it in four or five hours and instead do like one thing and then rest and then another thing and rest. Yeah. And I love that you're on here today talking about that because I think a lot of people deal with kind of their internal backlash of I'm weak. I have to rest. And there's a stigma 
that surrounds that, that we can't have any weakness, especially as entrepreneurs or any perceived weakness. <clears throat> and I don't call it a weakness. I just say it like everybody has something. Yeah, it's a quirk. It's a quirk. <laughs> I freaking love that. We're going to be getting you on a meme because that was amazing. <laughs> some people talk with their hands. Some people up talk and ask questions at the end. Some people need five naps a day. Yeah, right. And no judgment, man. Right? <laughs> it's just our talking with your hands. Exactly. So what are the top three things you would tell a disabled or chronically ill entrepreneur who is just starting out? I would say know your strengths and weaknesses. I think that that is something that really worked in my favor at the beginning. Um, I've had lots of fun business ideas throughout my entrepreneurship you know, journey so far and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, I know that like lots of entrepreneurs, this, I probably won't just own the one business. Uh, but the one that I started with was the one that was the most similar to what I was already doing, what I already knew best and what I basically would have the smallest learning curve so that I wasn't stressing myself out and overloading myself any more than I really needed to at the beginning. Um, especially if you're like starting out during a particularly bad time for your health. Um, like that was the scenario with me. Um, I just really, I was looking for the lowest hanging fruit possible at all times. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause you know, my, I didn't consider my goal to be like revenue or projects completed. Like my, um, my su success metric for my business is how it supports my health and how healthy I am. Yeah, my success metric at that time was exactly that. It still is. But back then when I first got started in and was just using groveling as my marketing ploy, um, my success was directly tied to my bill notebook. Like, yeah. like, these are my goals right here in yeah. this notebook of people I have to pay. So that's that's one. Would you say two would be the pricing that we talked about? Definitely. Find a business model that really supports your health. Um, I struggled with this a lot last year, actually, once I was already working in full time in my business. Um, I decided to experiment last year with taking on more like coaching and like consulting uh, and essentially uh, assignments that required to be, me to be on a phone call in a certain set window of time and be super on and alert during that time. Um, and I realized very quickly that that did not work for me at the time. Um, and it it doesn't work. It doesn't work for the client either. Exactly. You know? One of the things was less that I wasn't doing the job well when I did it. It was just like twice out of the maybe four or five calls that I did, I had to reschedule because I was too sick that day. And I just felt so awful about that. Um, and just stressing out. Um, like my calls were always in the afternoon and I would just wake up that morning feeling gross and awful, but I'd be stressing out about, do I go on the call and risk not being as great as I want to be? Do I make them reschedule and put off them getting the results that they want? And it was just, and you know, that stress just made my health worse. Uh, and so, yeah, it was just, you know, I realized that that kind of business model was not for me right now. No, it has to make sense. It has to be a long lived business model. So choose what you're good at. Have a business model that makes sense and make sure that you get your pricing. And one thing I think that helps, and we are going to be creating a video for people very soon with some closer tips from one of our master closers and a person who's on our board of directors is Matt Smith. 
with Matt Smith Consulting and about a million other businesses that I lost track of. But he um, he really is a closer. And it's important, I think, as you're starting your business to have that skill honed. And for me, that was a learning curve because I was afraid to ask for the business. And that was tied to, well, what kind of value can I possibly bring as a sick entrepreneur who's just getting started? Yeah, I struggled with that so much too. And I kind of dealt with that by leaning on my network. And my main clients right now uh, are people who knew me before I took my business full time and before I started working with them. And part of the reason that I really wanted to work with people who kind of knew my deal was because they knew what was going on. um, And I knew that they could um, more easily, you know, I was very uncomfortable talking about it with clients. Um, I still am. It's still a struggle, uh, although I know I need to do it. Um, But I knew that they had a background info on what was going on um, and that that could be taken into account for things. That's a great way to kind of ramp up into it so you can get used to working with people on a different level than you had before. And then also you're sharing that vulnerability with them. So you need to feel safe and you need to have that open communication. I have that open communication with all of my clients and it's immeasurable. Having that support is immeasurable. And and it's okay to say, especially in this world today where half of the American population is chronically ill, according to the CDC, half, mm-hmm. that, that doesn't count. Um, just like straight up disabilities. It doesn't uh, perhaps take into account short term treatments that render people unable to work either. At some point, you're going to find yourself in a wheelchair with a cane, with a crutch, with a horrible illness. Um, and wow, that is a really what a doomsday. <laughs> You are going to get it. No, I'm yeah, but like, let's just put it out there and like accept that no one knows what health is going to happen to them. And I think a lot of us assume that we're just going to be healthy. Yeah, we do until we're not. Exactly. And, then, and it becomes like, and somebody said it before, like, I never expected to not get better. Yeah. You know, but when it becomes your new When it becomes your new reality, you really only have two choices. You can either try and accept it and you can try and take like the gems of the gift out of it because there are some gifts that come with it, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Um, So I before I went all in with my business and was more exploring lots of different side projects and stuff like that, I was doing a lot around productivity. I had a productivity blog and an e-course. It's still out there. I just do less with it right now. Um, but I will say, I like to say that this illness has been one of the most insane things for my productivity. If I thought I was productive and good at like prioritizing and finding shortcuts before, um, <laughs> this has taken things to like a whole other level, especially with prioritizing um, and being able to say like, instead of trying to find time for a certain thing in my business, that's not paying, paying off and worth my time, just cutting it, you know, and just saying like, no, not worth my time. I can be using that time to rest. Yes, absolutely. And you need to keep that organizational level. That's why I don't take just random phone calls Mm -hmm. during the day because my time is blocked, you know, and I can't I can't put out little fires all the time if my time is blocked and my time is blocked to make sure that I can continue working and I can continue servicing people. It's not that I can't talk in maybe like an hour 
yeah. you know, if there's free time or I can shuffle something. But we have to be so protective of our schedule. Oh, yeah, that one for sure, too. I have gotten so, like I said, um, I had, you know, some not great times with trying to take too many calls, especially since they were paid clients last year. Um, but I am so protective of it now that I have like set all of my different settings in acuity so that no one can really only one call with me can be scheduled like per day. Um, and I've set the buffers and stuff like that. So nothing else fits. Um, cause I also know how much more energy being on a call can take versus, uh, something like writing, which I spend a lot of time doing. Um, and I know that like trying to do that in the morning and then work for a little and then doing it again in the afternoon and expecting my energy to be like that up at the end as well, uh, was super unrealistic for me. So now I do one call a day. I do it in the early afternoon and that's that. That's perfect. And so people should consider that. Consider having a time during the day when people can call you. And otherwise, if they're not available, you know what? It's okay. It's okay to say, no, I can't do today. Yeah. No, I can't do tomorrow. You know, I do my calls or you could do all your calls. If you're doing all your discovery calls, for example, you can do them all on Friday. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's where your energy and your, your dedication goes. So as we round this episode, it's amazing how fast it goes. Yeah. It's just amazing. Cause I could just keep talking. I feel like we've only scratched the surface. We have. <laughs> I know. Um, so what is the one thing people don't know about you? Um, oh, wow. I am an open book. I like to call <laughs> myself a TMI monster because it's not like I am purposely like, oh, I'm going to be super transparent. Like, it's not like I ever made that choice in my business. I'm just TMI all the time, online and off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Okay, so I guess if you follow me on social media, you know pretty quickly that I love Beyonce, Cardi B, all of like the ladies of hip hop. Uh, but they might not know that I also love like classical jazz and a lot of older, uh, very different genres than current modern hip hop. Um, right I, like on. Say, I like to say that my taste in music is the best of every genre. Oh, see, you're such a copywriter. Holy <laughs> moly. Just some, you're just sitting there and you're like, I like to say this. And here's a brand new slogan I for now. That just makes me sound like a music snob. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's just like, well, I also still listen to S Club 7. So I really can't call myself a snob. <laughs> there are some things I'll never, never live down. I'm a little bit older than you. So um, I was really into new kids on the block. I love them. Oh, my God. Okay, so I am hosting a workshop next week about content creation, and you don't know how hard it was for me not to name it the right stuff. <laughs> so hard. Oh, God, that's fantastic. I, like, actually put it on the sales page for a second, and I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> oh, my God. We're total spirit copy animals yep. right there. <laughs> crazy. Brittany Berger, thank you so much for being on with us today. Thank you for sharing with our listeners everything that's going on and the tips and I don't want to say tricks because that's not what they are, but the hard-earned knowledge that got you to where you are today. We're so honored that you were on. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me again. You bet. As we have proven and talked about time and time again, on Sick Biz Buzz, your chronic illness doesn't have to mean the end of the line. 
And while you will need to make mindset adjustments when you start to accept your new reality, that is when your greatest gifts will appear. To get in touch with Brittany, head on over to BrittanyBerger.com. B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-B-E-R-G-E-R.com. Did you like what you heard? Please listen, subscribe, share, and leave a review for Sick Biz Buzz wherever podcasts are available. Check out sickbiz.com for insights and illumination from 20-plus guest bloggers. And finally, text SICKBIZ to 362-60 to get our app right to your phone. Listen to the podcast, join our group, access resources to help you make an actual living wage. That's the point of SickBiz, the company that's just for you. Oh, and don't forget to check out my new book available for pre-order on Amazon. Simply search Sick Success and place your order today. That's it for our show. Until next time, be well.